This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. That's S. Drotar on Twitter if you're interested. And it is hockey season. Now we're past the trade deadline. Now we're past that sort of three-quarter pull heading toward that finishing kick towards the Stanley Cup playoffs and joining us to talk about it as he usually is when it comes to the Knights on Frozen Pond is Nate Lundy. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy and check him out. Also as part of the Fade Noise podcast with Brad Evans on the Sawdust Podcast Network as well. Wherever you found this one, you can find that one as well. How's it going, Nate? Doing very good, Sean. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. We're getting into this, the really, really stretch run of the NBA. But I always have to remind myself, the NHL still got a couple more weeks to go. We still got some some teams jockeying for position here. Yeah, it, it does feel a little bit different when you're looking at the two, obviously, or if you've been looking at college basketball. But with hockey, there, there's still more than a dozen games left uh, in the schedule for almost every single team. So there are ones to take a look at now that teams have gotten themselves more or less settled. There are also a lot of teams that seem to be content playing out the string. One of those is the Montreal Canadiens. They are 18, 37, and 11, so you kind of understand why. Feels like forever ago when they were in the Stanley Cup Finals just last season, they made uh, some trades. They got they moved away from some players. This is a team that is uh, finishing off the, <laughs> the season in a very uh, unpleasant fashion for its fans, but not so bad, I guess, if you like the draft lottery. Another team they're playing tonight, the one that's hosting them, the Florida Panthers are going in the exact opposite direction minus 400 favorites on the money line tonight nate i presume you're not going there yeah uh, exactly <laughs> we gotta find we gotta find some value uh and in fact i'm gonna take florida just on the standard puck line here sean at a minus one and a half which is going to be a theme here in the first two games but i can tell you i was looking at some of the different uh hockey prognosticators i have seen folks that have said you know kind of i'll ah, forget it just take florida and bump it up to minus two and a half uh and are, are just as many points as possible between these two teams because you're right you're talking about two squads that are going in exact opposite directions and you know we saw this for those of you that were you know maybe dabbling in some bets last night in hockey we saw the same kind of thing last night between Edmonton and uh, the Arizona Coyotes who are also uh, obviously bottom dwellers in the standings Um, you know I had recommended Edmonton on the puck line well Edmonton wound up winning six to one so perhaps those folks that I've seen that are recommending, you know, maybe you bump this up and try to get into positive territory with the Florida Panthers at home or onto something because we are seeing some of these teams just dominate uh, the basement dwellers that are just ready for the season to be over. Yeah, I'm not so comfortable as to go the uh, the the 2.5 there. That that always spooks me, but I do think there is going to be better goal scoring on this, so that's why I'm going to go ahead and take a look at one of the player props that we've looked at before, and you're thinking the ones about goals or assists. Nope. I like the ones where you can get just shots. That one at least seems to be more controllable, right? Assists and goals that some had sometimes have a little bit to do with luck. Shots have less to do with luck. They have to do with basically your attempts. And so in this one, looking for a way to get into plus money, I'm a little surprised, and it's because I think the addition of Claude Giroux 
has changed some of the dynamics on those lines. But Alexander Barkov, who is their leading goal scorer for the Panthers with 28 goals, is a plus 120 for over three and a half shots. Well, the average is over three and a half shots. So to my mind, that one seems to make a lot of sense. So I'm just going to go make it easy, go with Barkov on the over three and a half. That's the one I'll go with as far as shots. The goal's not necessary, anything like that. I don't want to overthink it. And I think that if I can get into plus money without doing it, that's what I like to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really smart. Again, you look for those uh, you look for what their season averages are. Sometimes I like to see how they've done over like the last half dozen games or so. Um, and, and you're right. Giroux a fantastic addition, obviously, for Florida. And it's them trying to make a run for the cup. Um, but, you know, don't forget about the guys that were on that roster beforehand. Yeah, exactly. The guy that's you know, still leading the team in goals. So we'll go over to uh, another one of these games that, again, appears to be one-sided. And, and of course, the line reflects it. Minnesota is at home. They are 23-7-1 at home. That's more wins than the Philadelphia Flyers have all season with 21, the team that just gave up. Claude Giroux to the Panthers. Minnesota, again, minus 300 at home. So we're not going to do that either. Oh, no, exactly. And this is, I said, we're kind of got a theme here. I'm going to go with Minnesota. I'm going to lay the puck line uh, at the minus one and a half. The other thing about Minnesota, I mean, this isn't just about the fact that that the Philadelphia Flyers are not very good. I mean, as you just pointed out, they've only got 21 wins total on the season. Um, It's not just about that. It's this Minnesota Wild team is on fire. Um, You know, you and I have talked about it because we are here in Colorado. Um, The fact that the Avalanche have such a, a big lead in the central division they're up by 14 points on the wild but if the abs had not built up that kind of a cushion earlier um this season and in particular in the run that they went on um in the month of january uh they might be looking in their rearview mirror because this minnesota wild team has won eight out of their last 10 they've won six in a row um as you said they're playing very well at home uh, this wild team, and they obviously made the move to pick up Marc-Andre Fleury uh, as well at the trade deadline. This wild team is going to be one to contend with come postseason. Yeah, absolutely. They are going for it. So when we when you look at the, the puck line, that makes the most sense, too. And I try to look at it in a way where I can find, again, a bit of a positive. And that part becomes a little bit tough. So you know what, Nate? I'm I'm going to do what you thought about doing. I am going to take that alternate puck line. I am going to take the wild minus two and a half because they have been scoring very, very well. Uh, Philadelphia is clearly playing out the string that there's teams that trade away players and there's teams that trade away players. And when you trade away Claude Giroux, that's the latter kind, because this is a guy that's one of the best players they've ever had. His number might hang in the rafters one day. It was emotional, played a thousand games with the team Uh, trading him when really just felt like raising the white flag on the season to the players as well. It signaled that it signaled that we're not even trying anymore. Guys are probably just out there trying to avoid getting hurt. That's the reality when you get to this point. So, you know what? I think the wild are going to blow them out. I will take that minus two and a half and I'll get a plus plus one fifty on it. And I'm not bothered a bit because yeah. I think Minnesota is really heating up as, as things come along. I, I think that's really smart. I think this is a great play and I really like the plus odds on that one. Good call. Yeah, it's a little scary, but, you know, to think about it, raw numbers, but you look at the matchup and no, that's not particularly good. Well, they're not all bad. In fact, some of these are going to be really good tonight, and maybe the best one is the two best teams in the Western Conference meeting up the Calgary Flames, leading the Pacific Division with 88 points. will host the Colorado Avalanche, 
leading the Central Division and the entire conference with 98 points, the best record in the league. Uh, this is sort of the irresistible force meets the immovable object when you talk about the the home and road record of these two teams. Calgary's 21-6-6 at home. The Avalanche are 20-10-3 away. Calgary in this game is favored. Yeah, uh, they are favored. And the interesting thing, Sean, is uh, the Avalanche have only been underdogs three times uh, this year, according to oh my goodness, and they've but Sean, they've lost two of those three where they have been the underdog. So the odds makers clearly see some opportunities here and there for the Avs to slip up. And here you are looking at the two best teams, as you just said, in the West. Um, the other thing that we've that we've seen, and this isn't like a blanket statement because we certainly have seen some games that have bucked this trend. But as we're coming into this home stretch of the regular season in the NHL, Sean, when we have seen teams that are are both in playoff position, we are seeing a number of those games be played tighter, tighter defense. Um, you know, I'm thinking, you know, last week there was a, a, a matchup late in the week. I can't remember which day between uh, the Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning that finished three to two. Um, you know, games like that have been taking place when the Avs just played the Minnesota Wild. Um, that one had to go to overtime, but the final was three to two. Um, and so we're seeing some of these teams that are that know they're going to be in the postseason um, and, and are working on rotations and, and et cetera. We're seeing them tighten up on defense. We're seeing their goaltending tighten up. And so I'm going to play the under in this one. Um, I do think the Flames have a very good shot to win this game. Um, these two teams have split their two meetings so far this season, um, each one so far winning on the each other's home ice. Um, but I think this is going to be a low scoring game. I, I could see this being a three to one, a three to two type of final between, as you said, the two best teams record wise in the West. I, I think this will be a really entertaining game. Obviously, it's it's going to be a, an interesting one to watch because the two games that they played could not have been any different. The Flames won their first game of the year in overtime four to three. And in the second, the Avalanche beat them three to zero. I think the Calgary Flames are a really good team. I don't think they particularly match up well against the Colorado Avalanche. I, I think that what the Flames do well with that with that skating, with that speed, with that scoring is basically what the Avalanche do. They're just not quite as good. So I, I think the Avalanche are going to win this game. But I agree with you, Nate. I, I think the under is going to be the way to go. So over at DraftKings, if you go to game lines, you can pick those combinations. So I, I end up picking the Avalanche and the under, the Avalanche on the money line, and I get a plus 265 for that. Uh, I think when you're betting on the under on two of the best teams in the league and you're betting on the best team in the league to come away winning, uh, plus 265 seems pretty good to me. I'm in. Absolutely. Uh, those are those are great odds. I don't share the same faith that you do in the Avalanche uh, in this. You're one. You're making uh, me nervous with that two of three that. OK, but, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's that. And here's the other thing that makes me nervous about this one, Sean, just just a little bit is um, that last matchup that you talked about, how the abs won three to nothing. Calgary actually outshot the abs 46 to 32 in that game. Now, a lot of those shots, a lot of that number gets skewed because obviously late in the game, Calgary's trying to get back. They're trying to pepper shots, things like that. I know that that does play into it. It's the same thing we see sometimes when it comes to uh, basketball teams and three-point shots, right? If you're losing late in the game, you're shooting a lot of threes, and so maybe you don't wind up with what your percentage would have been had it just been a normal close game. But 
Calgary definitely peppered the abs with shots in that matchup on March 13th. So I don't I don't share the same kind of confidence uh, with you in uh, in this one, although I will throw out kind of a fun bet. And you can usually find these on any of the books. This one in particular is from BetMGM. Um, it is plus 175 odds for this game to be tied at the end of the first period. So it could be 0-0, could be 1-1. I like um, it. But I, I really like those plus odds just because of what we're talking about with these two teams and the quality of play. So there's another little uh, bonus bet that I'll sprinkle in there for you. And at the risk of uh, cutting myself off at the knees, if there is one thing that's interesting about this for Calgary, the Avalanche are expected to have Arturi Lekkanen, a player they traded for uh, from Montreal at the deadline. He's expected to meet them in Calgary. Now you're thinking at first, well, good. That means they get more reinforcements. True. But if he ends up playing tonight, he's never played with this team. And so that increases the likelihood of a mistake here and there. And in a game that may end up being tight, that could help the Calgary Flames more than it may help the Colorado Avalanche. So there is that to think about as well. And besides, I I already know, Nate, I'm not going to go four for four. So I'm going to hedge myself. (laughs) So I'm covered. Our final one tonight, another one that that is uh, somewhat one-sided but not as much as you might think the dallas stars who are continuing to push uh for the playoffs they are right in that mix of a a handful of teams that are trying to stick with that wild card spot and the anaheim ducks are at home the ducks a team that is under 500 on the season but over 500 at home the stars of course notably over 500 on the season but under 500 on the road the stars are a minus 170 as a road fave Uh, You know, Sean, at at a minus 170, I think with Dallas, uh, you could take them on the money line and maybe parlay it together with another favorite, uh, you know, take them and then parlay them together, let's say, with uh, with, you know, a Minnesota or somebody that we know has got a really good shot of winning tonight. Um, But I'm actually going to take Dallas in regulation in this one, because the problem that we've got with Anaheim is if you look at the total season records and all of those, it paints one picture. Well, part of that is because Anaheim came out of the gate with this season and played extremely well. They have not done so since. They overachieved at the beginning of the season in the first half. Remember, John Gibson was their representative um, at the All-Star game. Well, unfortunately, since then... The wheels have come off uh, for Gibson. Uh, He has looked like what I would look like if I put on skates, to be honest with you. Um, His record since the All-Star break is 2-11-1, and his save percentage has dropped below 860. Um, He has just had an awful second half of the season, and... Anaheim also was without the services of Troy Terry for a little while. um, And and all of these things just sort of snowballed for Anaheim. They have not played particularly well of late. The other reason I'm going to go with Dallas in regulation on this one is that this season coming off of a loss, um, Dallas has managed to turn around and bounce back and bounce back well. So they lost to Vancouver on Saturday um, and frankly didn't look good. Thatcher Demko looked fantastic uh, for Vancouver, which is why Dallas lost. Um, But Dallas bounces back in their last 10 games following a loss. They're eight and two. Um, So this team does not um, put themselves in a position to lose multiple games in a row. I think if you're looking for a bounce back spot and you've got to do it on the road right now with the struggles that Anaheim has been having between the pipes and have been having uh, struggles trying to score. This is a pretty good spot for Dallas to bounce back and continue to get going all the way back to your point at the beginning of this game and this discussion, continuing to get those all important points as they battle for position. 
Yes, and and that's one of the things that's interesting about this Dallas team. Out of all the teams currently in the NHL, all 16 that would make the playoffs if the season started today, they would all be in the positive and goal differential. Now, that's not particularly a shock, right? It turns out that every team that misses the playoffs if the playoffs started today would be negative in goal differential except for two. The Winnipeg Jets would be missing the playoffs. They're plus two on the year. The Dallas Stars would miss it and they're minus three on the year. That said, the Stars at 75 points on the year. Vegas Golden Knights hold on to that last wild card spot with 76. But the Stars have four games in hand on the Knights. They are in the driver's seat. But until you actually hop ahead of a team in the, in the standings and you see their, your name ahead of them, you don't feel like you've got it. So I expect Dallas to put the pedal to the metal here. I actually like them on the puck line of the minus one and a half, getting plus 150 on that. Uh, I'll have take that. I think this is a Stars game that's going to be a little more one-sided than people think, and I think, Nate, you did a great job of breaking that down because of the, the struggles in goals for the uh, for the for the Ducks and for the Stars, they've had pretty much good goaltending, no matter who they've thrown in there. By and large, uh, virtually all of their goalies, except Anna Gudobin, who's no longer part of the real equation here, has had a goal save percentage of over nine ten. So, to, to my mind, what these teams fit, the way they do, the, what they do compared to Anaheim, and especially the way they're playing now. I think this is a game that could be four to two. It can be five to one. Uh, it could be three to zero. But I like Dallas on that minus one point five money line for a plus one fifty. Uh, yeah, I, pardon me, the one point five puck line for the uh, plus one fifty tonight. I, I think that's an easy one too, and uh, happy to take that one as well. No, and it's good to have it plus odds. The last seven losses that Anaheim um, has suffered, uh, five of those seven have been multi-goal losses. So, you know, you're, you're looking at a puck line opportunity for Dallas that looks like a pretty smart play. Yeah. And there's not a lot of times when the, the money line favorite then gets you plus money on the puck line. Obviously it means that they think there's going to be a close game there, but as you pointed out, Nate, there's lots of reasons to believe that that is not the case. So that's where we are. Four of these games tonight in the NHL. We'll be back later in the week to do some more. We're going to, we're going a little bit, you know, making it easier this week, Nate. We're not being too terribly complicated because uh, these games are starting to be a little more clear on who's doing what and where they're going. Uh, so it's, you don't have to necessarily be clever. You just have to try to be right. And that's what we try to do here at Sticks and Stacks to help you out as well. We'll be back later this week to do that. Nate, appreciate all the insight. As always, appreciate it. Nine good games on the NHL schedule tonight. So, you know, the ones that Sean and I talked about, great. But there's also some other ones out there that you can find some betting value and some DFS value. Absolutely. And, you know, no more college basketball tonight. None for the rest of the regular week. So, hey, let's go ahead and hit that hockey. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks. If you would like to subscribe, you can do so right there. There's a button under where you hit play somewhere. You can find it and subscribe as well as check out the rest of everything we put together on the Sawdust Podcast Network. So until next time, for Nate Lundy, I'm Sean Drotar, and thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.